You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Place Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? And he was like, man, dog, they sick, man. Yada, yada. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. In that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. The Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one. Mm -hmm. And it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang like I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes, and that is what I live by, because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. Welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back in, actually, I'm not back. I'm in a brand new building, man. We out here, South Portland, new spot, dope studio. My, my brother Tay, man, putting it on for us. He put this thing together in the past month and a half, and it's it's a beautiful space, man. And I got the homie with me, Mondo, once again. What's Say good? what's up to the people, bro. What's good? What's up? Man, good to have you back, bro. Definitely good to be back, man. Thank you. Man, how's how's life, man? 2021. What's, <laughs> what's going on? It's a new year, you know. Still chilling, still quarantine. Yeah. Um, you know, hoping for um hoping for some uh brighter outcomes this year, you right. know what I mean? Right. And just living. Or you taking the vaccination is coming is that is that coming your way pretty soon? Nah. Is they nah. doing that? Are they forcing y'all to do that at your nah. job so you can go back to the office? And, I'm straight. I, yeah. I, I'll be the last. You know, I'm going to see the effects of it and still not do it. Yeah, bro. It's <laughs> uh, It seems to be a lot of complications going on. You know? Yeah, yeah, bro. When, when I saw the, the clip of Biden allegedly taking it, that's when I was like, hell no. Well, like, I didn't see that. What you happened? Didn't see that? Yeah, there was a clip of him. Um, some news. It was something that I saw online where, you know, he allegedly was getting the vaccine. But they didn't. Like, I don't know what was in it, or if they did. <laughs> but the fact that you're trying to convince me with this old ass white dude, yeah. like, like I'm like, I'm good, bro. Like yeah, bro. something's in the water, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like all the black folks gonna take it, and something weird gonna happen to us, and he gonna be fine. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, Spe- I'm good. Speaking of which, rest in peace, Hank Aaron. Definitely, definitely. You know, legend. Um, 
they said he took it like a week before he passed, but then they said he they couldn't trace it back to that. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, come on, man. He he seemed to be wildly healthy for yeah. an eighty six year old man and then just all of a sudden boom. Yeah. I mean I don't know, I can't I can't say that I had kept up with him like that, but yeah. you know, definitely condolences to his family. He's a legend, mm-hmm. you know. Um contributed a lot obviously to uh, our history in sports and all of that. So Yeah. You know. Word. Blessings to them. Now Zeke has been um, on his documentary swag, and I happen to be one of his people, so I'm I'm honored, bro. I appreciate you. And he asked me a question that made me think of you because he was like, "Man, what was it like before you started the pod, and and, and what was going on? Like, what what made you want to start it?" And I was like, "Man, it was like me and Mondo back at work, for real, and just plotting about yo, how we gonna get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> How we gonna skate, man? Like, what are we gonna do, man? And you know, we just had this creative drive to do something to to create, man. To and then you know, it was like the pod and, and YouTube and, and all that, bro. So, like, Most going definitely. going going back to those it's days, wild. man. Like that was five years ago. That's crazy. Twenty sixteen when That's we crazy. was plotting this. Was it? Was it? It might have been twenty fifteen. It might have been. You. Yeah. We were talking about it for a long. Yeah, because that's when I started beginning at twenty fifteen. Yeah, January. So yeah, but it's been a minute either way, bro. Yeah. Like that, that's that's crazy. Look at us now, man. Look for at real? us. Look at this, man. It's, it's beautiful, bro. <laughs> we didn't came up. You know what I mean? So it's it's wild, man. But let's let's get into it, bro. We got a lot to cover today. Indeed. Um, a lot going on. Society, culture, history, religion wise. We gonna hit all four of these pillars tonight. All right. So, first things first, man, we might as well start with what's been going on with the Capitol. Capitol siege, as they've been calling it, domestic terrorism, white rage, white terrorism. What are your initial thoughts of what happened on January 6th and what's been taking place surrounding that up to this point, bro? Uh, Man, my initial thoughts, I mean, I wasn't so surprised, you know. Because they're, they're, I feel like there's a certain spirit that lives in in a lot of them, and, and that didn't surprise me. But my, tell me about this spirit and the the them. What's, I what's mean, like when you look up the history of the Vandals and, and barbarians, I don't want to oh. get into all oh, that. Let's go. But like, I, I, you know, it it is what it is, right? And I don't want to be inflammatory. But my initial when I looked at the when I looked at the video, I thought it was beautiful, right? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I Let's thought, go. the reason why it was beautiful, I did not see a nigga in sight. And, and, and looking back though, there was a couple. There was a couple Waldo. There was a few, few. few Waldo ass niggas that I right, saw. Right. But like for for the collective, I didn't. I was like, this is beautiful. White destruction, white on white crime, white people tearing this country down oh from the inside God. out, and we ain't got shit to do with it. Like right. like I, I thought it was gorgeous. You know what I mean? Like I, I wasn't offended until I saw you know, a few niggas. But you know, they can have a few of them. But like the. Fact, it's always a few. Bro. Exactly. The yeah. fact that, collectively speaking, we were not involved, like that's all that matters to me. Man, you know. I kind of feel you on that. Like when it was happening, you know, I remember, man, it was like one o'clock, one thirty in the afternoon that day. And Renee's like, "Babe, babe, come downstairs, look at this." And I was just like, "What? You know, Law and Order on TV? Like, what, what, what's, <laughs> what's happening right now? You know what I mean?" And I went down there and I seen it. And I was just like. Is this really happening? Like, is this real? <laughs> and, but then I was, I was kind of happy too. Awesome. I was only happy because, um, I felt like this type of activity is overdue. 
Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's been happening, but it typically gets quelled by the people that really have an issue yeah. when it comes to Black Lives Matter or just any black folks that are revolting against injustice. Yeah. Like proven injustice, not like some sham election that yeah. nobody can prove that it was real votes exactly. that was tossed out. But like injustice that's been happening, a great injustice that happened to all people, regardless of race, color, or creed, is those damn six hundred dollar checks that they was trying to send out. <laughs> that is reason to go burn that whole thing down. Like you gonna send me six hundred dollars, bro? After all I done for you, oh. everything that we done for this country, you gonna say six? And y'all just gave us twelve hundred. Yeah. Now there's a new strain. So it was... Now we shut the country back down and you give us less money. Now nah, we storm that whole thing. All so of y'all's disrespect. So you bro. think they just felt shortchanged? No, I'm just moment. saying, I'm, I'm, I feel like <laughs> it would have been more justifiable. It would have been more logical... If what happened? To go storm the Capitol for an offense that was really extremely disrespectful. Okay. But they went in there because Trump told them that the election was stolen. Oh, I see and I don't, saying. I don't think it was stolen. I see what you're saying. So it's like go in there for a good reason. Don't go in there because this dude gets you gassed up. But I mean, even like, let's assume he was correct, which I can't say neither here nor there. But what is this going to actually prove? Like, what, what's going to become of this? Like, what did they think the outcome was going to be? I don't know. That's that's what I, I just got to know what the end game was. They think the country was going to say, "Oh, damn, well." All right, Biden, you got to step down. Like, what? Like, what do you think? Like, what? This is not Game of Thrones, my nigga. Like, like, what do you? Bro, the hypocrisy is so real though, because you think about when Trump is leaving office, he's going out, and that scandal is votes were stolen, the election was rigged. Yeah. When he got in office four True. years ago, True. the scandal was Russia was running interference with the votes, and Russia, you know. They they're the ones that push the push the election in the direction that it went. But that doesn't matter now, right? Like, so it's like it's not a problem then when it's you <laughs> on that on that side of it. But yeah. now that you're on the other side of some you know potential vote Alleged shifting scandal. or whatever, yeah. now you want to have your people go in there and charge get like, come on man, yeah. Like just take take your L, bro. You know, I wonder if they would have had the same energy if Trump would have pardoned Lil Wayne and Kodak Black before that. <laughs> I just wonder if you they, can't let them niggas free. <laughs> I wonder if they would have felt betrayed and like, oh, been, you know, supporting Biden at that point. I just, you well, know, I don't know. You know, that's that's a great point that you raised there, sir. <laughs> now, the the ironic, or maybe not so ironic thing that's going on right now is I read a few articles where the Justice Department and the FBI are debating whether or not they're going to be charging these people that have charged the Capitol. Of course. So they're saying they have like roughly 200,000 tips that have been sent into the FBI. Um, they've identified at least 800 people. Didn't they, they arrested people, didn't they? Yeah, they did. A they good did. amount. They, they arrested a couple hundred. They've identified 800. Yeah. And so now they're debating whether they're going to charge them. And their reasoning, they have a few reasons. One of the reasons is they think that because there's 800 people, it's going to overwhelm the D.C. courts <laughs> and the D.C. judges. And it's going to be too much on their plate. Wow. So that's reason number one. Reason number two is that they were saying um, some of the people, you can't tell who was planning it and who wasn't. 
So right? it's like inside game. Yeah, so so they're, what they're saying is they really want to get down to who was planning it because some people just happened to walk in because gotcha. the door was open and nobody stopped them and they just happened to walk out. So that wasn't still trespassing? <laughs> it's still trespassing. Okay. Right. But because they weren't being violent and because they weren't, they weren't there to do any harm. They just happened to walk in because the door was open. Why Why charge them? And then if we charge them, why burden the court with that charge? It's a nonviolent offense. Let's just let them go. I mean, how do you how do you feel about that? Bro? I mean, it's, it's no surprise, obviously, you know. They're protecting their own. Like, if you know, we know what it would have looked like if it was a group full of us mm-hmm. and these type of shenanigans. Right, right. There'd be nobody to persecute at the end of it. <laughs> like I'm just be honest, you know. What I mean? So like we we know what time it is, bro. So it's not surprising. I'm not even offended at this point. It's just, it's just what we've come to to expect. We shouldn't be outraged by preferential treatment at this point. We just gotta understand what time we're in, where we are, and it is what it is. You know. But think about this though. Like this is full on terrorism. Yeah. Now, me personally, I don't see it as terrorism. I see it as the country cousins got mad. And the city cousins is like, hey man, relax. Yeah. The country cousins is like, nah man, I don't, no, nah, I don't like the way y'all doing things down there. We gonna do it our way, you know what I mean? And so <laughs> I just, I do see it as a family dispute. Yeah. However, if they don't prosecute these people, I'm worried about internationally what that opens us up to. True. Because if if they see that you know these people can be <clears throat> bought and hired as like safe faces to go in and do dirt like do whatever then we can easily be infiltrated and easily be taken down by any type of international whatever whether it's Russia or whether it's China or whoever is trying to infiltrate America and bring America down I feel that I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to be honest but it's still a a big threat that 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 we that we have hanging over our head knowing that these cats can commit this type of treason can be a traitor to the country can storm the capital can you know, do all these things and get off with, like, no consequences, bro. I feel that. And it, it kind of opens the door for more, even, like, terrorism within. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the same sort of incidents. If you don't make an example of people, then, you know, who's going to stop the next person from, <laughs> you know, starting some stuff? But, yeah, I get it. But like I said, like, I can rest confidently and well that there's very few of us involved. You know, like, like that. That I just, you know, I'm telling you, it brings me so much joy. Like, oh man, it was like, oh my goodness. But like, it was like folks get watching TD Jakes. Like, oh, like, it, was, it was that spiritual for you, bro. I don't know if I would call it spiritual, <laughs> right? But like, I'm sitting here watching, like, my, you know, what I mean, like, it was a celebration for me, like mm. for sure, on a mild level. But yeah, I think the most glaring thing or there's there's a multiple glaring things but like did you hear about the girl that allegedly supposed or yeah allegedly stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop you hear about her mm-hmm. okay so her name is Riley June Williams she's 22 years old so she they found like evidence of her on one of those discord chat rooms saying that hey I stole some shit from Nancy Pelosi and then her boyfriend called FBI and said, hey, she stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop and she's trying to sell it to Russia. Now, this is like high level crimes against your country. You know what I mean? Yeah. They let her go home on house arrest. 
I mean, well, it could have been strategic. I don't know. Like, but if they think that, you know what I mean? Like, she's clearly being watched. But they, but do they, it's, it's almost like they really don't care. That's possible, like, whatsoever, too. bro. That's possible. I, I don't know their angle. Like, listen, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that if they let her go, it could be what you're saying. It could be that, you know, she's got the complexion for the protection and they just don't care and they, you know, don't see her as a threat. Or it could be that, look, if she has breached, let's see who reaches out to her or what her next move is or if there's any contact made within the coming months so that we have a route to, to you know. But I don't know. I mean, I don't really, I guess I don't know a whole lot about uh, that incident, but it don't surprise me. Bro, the the sick thing that they're trying to get off right now is they're, they're saying that people were just following Trump's orders and because they followed their leader, they, they're like absolved of any wrongdoing. You know what I mean? So uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes from this. Uh, I think it's going to be more injustice, which which is going to be a benefit for them because they're not going to do any time. But like other people yeah. going to look at that and be like, damn, it's wild, man. There, there they go again. Yeah. Getting stuff off. Now, the one of the most entertaining things that I've seen from that whole incident was, I think it's the, the QAnon or Quanon Shaman, you know, the dude with the with the Viking horns and the little, oh, okay. so yeah. that, and his face painted. Mm-hmm. So when they went in there, he gave the official white supremacist prayer. That's what it was? I mean, that's that's how I see it, bro. <laughs> it, it came across as like an official, because I have not heard like a, a hardcore white supremacist prayer like that, but there was, it was dripping. Bro, but there was a few black folks in the congregation. I know, but like the words, like the way that he put it together, it was beautiful. <laughs> and for the listeners, we're going to play it right now. Gotta gotta take the hat off real quick. Gotta show respect. Light of love. <laughs> I knew he was going to emphasize. Come that on, man. <laughs> Have you ever heard such a phrase, bro? I knew he was going to emphasize. That. I just knew it, bro. I was Come like, on, bro. if there's one part he's going to stop it, <laughs> it's this part. Let's go. Your white light of love. Ah, uh, that's rich. Yeah, that's rich. Let's let's continue. Thank you for filling this table with patriots that love you and White supremacists all over the country just shouting. Talk about getting excited for TD Jakes. 
they was in their house running around in circles off that, bro. Come on, man. It's just wild. Like so, they're they're praying. First of all, you know, as as a brother who believes the scriptures, um, um, I don't think the Lord is listening <laughs> to their. I'm gonna just be honest with you. Why not? I mean, there, bro. There's so many reasons. I don't want to get into a theological conversation. No, we can. But they this are is socks and sin. Come on, man. You know how we give it up. You know, you know how we give it up, bro. We have to go there. Oh, look. This is a necessary discussion, bro. For those that that read the scriptures intently and 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 study them, you know, diligently, uh, I mean, we understand that America is a Babylonian society. Many okay. of us understand this as mystery Babylon is going to be doomed to fail, as you know, all nations. Uh, in their due time, mm. um, but but for them to uh, look, you're they're doing this. They said peace and harmony, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and they're doing this on the order supposedly of <laughs> Trump. Like I just, what makes Trump like some spiritual? Like it's almost like they're they're alleging that Trump and God are like on one accord. Like well, because Trump, he's God's chosen. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm just according to them. I'm confused, bro. I'm I'm mad confused. But tell me. But why would you, how could you say, like, what would lead you to say that God is not necessarily listening to their prayers? Because he definitely prayed in Jesus' name. And so if this person has accepted the Lord as his personal Savior, you know what I mean? If he's if he said, you know, Jesus died on the cross for my sins, Lord, I want you to come into my life. I accept your son. But this man is a Christian, right? I mean, I suppose if he, if he calls himself a Christian, I guess. I mean, so... But that's just a, it's like it's but, just but, a term. Like, but like, let's but let's look at. Granted, we may not like what he said, but what's happening to him? What do you mean? And what's happening to his people? Ooh, 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 ooh. What's happening to him, and what's happening to his people? Whose God has been answering their prayers? The black man's God, or the white man's oh God? Gosh, man, come on, bro. Hey, I'm just saying. Again, you if, if we if we step back and we be honest, like, hey, all right, so who's the real Christian? The person who's getting their prayers answered, or the person that's getting their prayers rejected? Well, first of all, Christianity in and of itself is a cult. Oh, tell me more. It means it's it's a cult. Like there's there's nowhere where the chosen and the Most High or those who even follow Christ ever called themselves Christian. The term is used in the Bible, mm-hmm. but the ones that called those people who were calling Christ Christians were Rome were, were, were Romans. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. And, and Antioch, were Asia Minor, right? Okay, it was the first place we ever see that term being used, not by the actual disciples or people following Christ. Mm. Like anybody who's who's you know. In, calls himself Christian for the most part those who call themselves Christian and follow this doctrine I mean it's just another offshoot of Roman Catholicism mm-hmm. you know, and there's several scriptures that lead to that or that 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 speak of that prophecy you know what I mean um, but but there is no Christianity without Roman Catholicism so absolutely yeah that, that's my whole point like but I mean but like, so anybody but, can say so like, so so black Christianity or black you know Protestant, whatever. Same thing. Their offshoots are Roman Catholicism. Absolutely. I don't doubt that. So whose God is answering their prayers? The Roman Catholic God? Or the black Protestant American adapted no, but like even the, the, the faith to their style of Christianity no, God? Even like the black Protestant though, like mm-hmm. that's still an offshoot of Roman Catholicism. I get it. It's the same but thing. They're, but like, they're believing in the same, supposedly the same Jesus. They're using... King James Version. So they using the King James Version. 
yeah, but these folks don't read intently or, or nor study. Like the Bible is an interesting book, man. It's the it's the one it's a very interesting. It's book. the one book to me. Like here's the thing. It's the it's probably the one book that I can think of that practically no one has read, but everyone has an opinion about. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking about like hey that's know, that's a great point that you bring up 99% of people even in church hollering and stomping on the devil mm-hmm. don't read the book <laughs> they don't read it they go they go to church on Sunday and listen to the chap the, the, the pastor oh, read two verses right. and talk for two hours about what it means in your life right and they still leave not knowing nothing right mm-hmm. uh, that's the people that go to let alone the people that like but everyone's got an opinion about it. That's what, you know. That's why I just you know I keep to myself with it. I think for those that are supposed to understand, they'll understand. And there's so much prophecy within it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it agrees with archaeology, genealogy, geography, history. Uh, you know. But, mm. but but again, that's probably another conversation for another yeah. day. <laughs> but, they always seem to go in this direction, don't they? You <laughs> they do. When we, you know, <laughs> I knew. I just knew, man. Like, we, but no, but like. <laughs> I had a similar I had a similar exchange um, with the listener on, on the pod. Um, I don't know how he identifies. He seems to have European ancestry on both sides of his family, but I don't know. But um, you know, he had a he had a similar thing where he was saying like, "Yo, these people aren't followers, or these people aren't disciples. They're just followers." Or and basically, kind of minimizing that their level of true Christianity. But, you know, now that I'm not in it and I'm just looking, I'm on the outside looking in, but I've been in it, so I know what it's about. I'm like, well, you can say that they're not disciples, they're just followers, and you can say that there's a difference. But at the end of the day, according to the doctrine, the Christian doctrine, whether it's coming from Roman Catholicism or you're on the the Protestant side, what all these pastors are saying and what the doctrine is saying and what these seminaries are saying is, if somebody professes Christ, then they are a Christian, and therefore that person is your brother or sister in Christ. Okay, but like, and so you can disagree with how they give it up, but at the end of the day, that is your family. So be you know be respectful when you're talking about your family. Okay, but 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 where does the <laughs> I challenge you like where does the Bible say that though? I. But, I'm not. I'm not here to debate what but, the Bible says so like, about that. I'm. I'm. I'm here to talk about the actual doctrine. Okay. Yeah. And, and we can agree. And that, I want like, people the, to think about the doctrine that you believe. Do you really believe it? Is that is the the Quanon shaman and all them dudes that was in there with their hands raised and eyes closed and they took their head off in respect and praying and and saying Father God omniscient omnipotent and all of that. They were saying the same things that we used to say. So why is it that they're praying to a different God or they're not connected to God because just because we don't like what they did? Because they very well could be doing the Lord's work and we just don't know it. (laughs) And their prayers very well could be getting answered because what's happening for them in their life, they're they're getting more favor on this earth than what we're we're getting and what we have gotten. Well, you could say that they're doing the Lord's work in one regard because you don't necessarily have to be someone who's who who understands scripture or even has a real connection with the most high to be fulfilling the work that he's prophesied for you to fulfill. That's a fact. Even Nebuchadnezzar and and you know of Babylon and Pharaoh mm. of, of 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 Egypt and all like they were performing works that the Most High ordained for them to perform mm. without being followers of him. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean so I mean it doesn't, you know, 
yeah, I mean, bottom line, them folks are lost as hell. <laughs> like, and again, I mean, I, I delight in the fact that there wasn't too many of the chosen with them. Um, but <laughs> it is what it is, bro. But clarify for the people who are the chosen, my brother. <laughs> Another conversation for another oh day. <laughs> man, we're gonna leave him on a cliffhanger, <clears throat> but we will come back eventually and touch on <clears throat> that. <clears throat> so, the last time I had you on the pod, um, Joe Biden, you need us. You owe us. <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> First, he told us that we weren't black if we didn't vote for him, right? And then second, we had discussed um, Angela Rye and Amanda Seals and a few other, um, Alicia Garza and a few other black women that made a a little video on the, um, I won't say a little, they, they made a video for Washington Post as an appeal to have Joe Biden bring on Kamala or any other um, black woman as a VP. Yeah. To like, we, we were wrong. You and I were wrong. It worked. He got a black VP, black woman VP, and he won. I mean, she's black. How do you, how do you feel about being wrong? She's blackish. That's Bo? If I'm just keep it 100, like, she, like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. She bro, is have, blackish, though. <laughs> bro, have you seen her family, though? Like, she can't claim blackness. When, anyway, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, she I'm is just, blackish. <laughs> she really is, bro. He picked a he picked a safe black, you know, but but, it, but it's cool. It's cool. I'm not mad at him, you know. Oh, it was man. a ploy, obviously, and it it, it, it worked, and then. His favorite did what it was supposed to. Yeah, I thought about, you know, initially I had the same reaction as so many of us did when he said that if you don't vote for me or if you do, you ain't black. Uh-huh. But then I got to thinking, like, he's saying that because so-called black folks of America have always, he belongs to the party that, that we worship, right? That we've mm-hmm. always bowed to, that have never mm-hmm. had to do shit for us. Mm-hmm. And we like we've been loyal to them to a fault. So he like he's just it's an observatory comment like if you don't do this who are you like this mm. is who you are this is your identity like praise me worship me believe in me I'm your mm. savior mm. if you don't believe this you must not be black look at what we did to Kanye when he supported Trump that's a fact everybody was oh you a coon you this and that yeah so they're admitting themselves that you must not be black because you supporting them so when when Biden says Candace Owens. Exactly. Similar treatment. Similar treatment, bro. Mm-hmm. So when Biden says that he's really just reaffirming black behavior, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's cold. It may sound, you know, weird to say for him. He still can't say that though. Like, yeah, I, I get it. You know, I get it. You know, I'm with you, but I'm just saying, like, he, he got that off on Charlemagne, but like, I'm not, I'm not having that, bro. Like, I'm, I'm just, a, mad. I'm check him on that. I'm just mad that he thought he was clever. Like the fact that he had a smirk, like, oh, this is really they gonna, I'm gonna win him over with this one. Right. Like somebody should talk to you, bro. Yeah, that was right. a tough. He's like, I can't wait to say it. <laughs> exactly. He had to like the fact that that was a decision they made. Yeah. Hours beforehand, probably is was upsetting, but. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't really lying, you know. So, um, black people have delivered him into this seat, delivered him into this spot. Facts. Um, I want to say I was looking at the numbers. Y'all don't quote me on this, but definitely look it up and fact check it. 
50, what was it, 58% of white Americans voted for Trump. And I think white people make up, what, 60, 65% of the population right now. Mm -hmm. So if it wasn't for black people, especially in Georgia, yeah. All them folks in Atlanta. I was wrong again. Get your booty to the pole. It that, worked. It, it worked. <laughs> that might have turned out a few hundred thousand. That got them over there. I mean, all of this stuff worked. Hey. And and then you know, so so he's he's in office now, right? So it worked. Biden is in office. He is your president. <laughs> you ain't got to frame it like that, bro. <laughs> he, is, he is our president. <laughs> And so, black people saved him. We got our booties to the pole. Man. Um, and then, fast forward, MLK Day. The Black Lives Matter Instagram page has a twerk theory, twerk to Washington video, <sighs> right? <sighs> Where a young woman by the name of Shana, I forgot, Shana Lynn. She made a video. I guess it was she made it in 2018, but they put it out on MLK Day because in her twerking music, it had a Martin Luther King sample in it, right? So mm -hmm. it was his I Have a Dream speech. <laughs> and so black people, get your booty to the pole. Now we're twerking on MLK Day. Yeah. And it's it's like widely accepted. There is pushback, but it is it is accepted. Like these these tactics of pushing black people and pushing culture forward and and I guess culture saving us in this system mm -hmm. or giving us a more comfortable seat in the at, at the table whatever that wherever that seat is at yeah it's working yeah it's working bro it is twerking is working. <laughs> like it's we true. we are we are twerking our way to freedom, bro. Hey, like did you did you ever think that that could be a possibility? I mean, one clap at a time, right? <laughs> um, no, I I, I feel like I got I got I got to address the elephant in the room. While what's I what's up, bro? While I may you know have my opinions about the the efficiency of these methods or how my methodology you know right. being from our generation and with my my faith and beliefs mm -hmm. I, I will though say like objectively speaking she was talented right you think so yeah so for the first like five minutes she was talented and when she got tired it was struggle oh, so you so you talking about a different video you talking about the one I sent you the one on YouTube yeah that's not who you were talking no I'm talking about the one that Black Lives Matter posted on their page on MLK Day oh I didn't watch that you didn't watch that I didn't watch that oh your girl Shayna man you missed that hold on hold on man let me let me pull up Shayna real quick bro let me she was wearing the red, white, and blue. Yeah, you see. Short. I, I, I saw like, the picture. I didn't see like. I didn't actual. send you the video. No, there was no. <laughs> right, hold on, man. We gonna pull that up. Hold on. Where is it at? So, this is the one that Black Lives Matter posted on their page on MLK Day. <laughs> wow. Well over a million views. This is your girl, Shayna. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
this this is how we celebrate MLK Day, bro. Bro, this is that's quite the struggle for it. And I'm let not me lie. Yeah, like it's this. not it wasn't really hidden like that. Yeah. You know it's not hidden when she's in public and nobody is watching. <laughs> she didn't turn no head, bro. <laughs> like literally no one in the video cares. Now listen to the sample. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is terrible. The greatest demonstration <laughs> demonstration of freedom in our history, bro. This will go down. That's the greatest demonstration of freedom in our history. Oh my goodness. How you feel, bro? I mean, definitely a struggle for it. Like I I they should have told her that she wasn't the right one for the job. Like, um, she was willing though. My goodness, like, I don't know. Like, it's weird. It's like when you think of the like some of the words in the speech too. He said, you know, he doesn't want children to be judged by the color of the skin, but the content of her character. Mm-hmm. Like, and and like, that's your character in, in public. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't know. I, I do think it's shameful that people get people use like deceased people to push whatever agenda. When this person likely would never have had anything to do with, you know, Black Lesbians Matter. I mean, Black Lives Matter uh, movement. You know, like I, I just think that it's it's weird. Like it's kind of like you know, and people like with the Malcolm X T-shirts and like yo, you never would have got to march with him. Right. Like, like he never would have let you on the same side of the street with him. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you know, I don't. Know, it's it's weird. So it is sad. It so, is sad. I found myself in a really strange place and just range of thoughts and ideas and emotions when thinking about this Mm -hmm. and processing it because my initial thing is like what the hell is she doing and why is black lives matter putting this out on mlk day because like you said there's a clear contradiction between his values exactly as a southern baptist minister Mm -hmm. like you said character you know what i mean yeah and would would Martin co-sign this? Of course not. Like when he's yeah. when he's walking down the street, when he's locked arms, you know, locked in arms, and marching over to Edmund Pettus Bridge, would he want a you know uh, a set of twerkers to go bef- to precede him? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like would he want this? They really act like MLK would have been like, clap your cheeks for justice. Like, <laughs> no one. Like, but look. Nobody. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? He would only say that on the boondocks. <laughs> like, what are we doing, bro? The like, thing it's is, sad. Bro, the boondocks is coming to real life. Bro. Bamboozled. Like, all of these satires. Yeah. Are now becoming real life. It's wild. Even the the chicken episode. You remember yes. that? Yes. Like I didn't even. I was like, oh my gosh, bro, this is it's crazy, bro. <laughs> MLK would move to Canada, bro. Yeah. He wouldn't put up with this. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But no. So as I was like listening to what she was saying and, and her reasoning. Actually, let me let me do that. Let me play a little bit of her reach because you didn't. I don't think you heard this. I, don't I, think I, know. I just I'll, I didn't know that that one had the videos. I just watched the other one. That she yeah, said. bro. And I, I didn't send you all these because she had she did three IG lives. I want to say that day or the day after it, that video came. She out. was giving her reasoning for why she did it. Or? Yeah, so she was telling us about twerk theory. Oh gosh. And so this is this was like a project that she worked on. I think she might have been in college or something, and it has to do with her theory. 
I don't know if it's a dissertation that she's working on or whatever the case, but she literally calls it <laughs> twerk theory. All right, so let's okay. play a little bit of about what she talks about in her theory. All right. We have already done this. <laughs> we begin to internalize the oppression, the racism, and it impacts the way that we view the world. So instead of seeing things as sacred, as traditions, as honorable cultural practices, we see things from a white perspective. So what she was getting at is twerking is connected to African like sacred dances, but it's just like our American version that we naturally instinctively do. Because in Africa we would be dancing like this and we would be shaking. We, we, we gotta be... stop being disingenuous. For one, like not all so-called black people are the same people. Like that, I mean, there's different tribes and all that. But aside from that, when, when brothers are at the script club, like throwing ones, they're not thinking about the ancestors. They're not like, oh hell yeah, like you know what I'm saying, like, like man, that's on my great grandma. She did, my nigga. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In the name of Watusu, <laughs> shut the hell up, my nigga. Like, no one cares. Like, she's trying to sound deep and trying to sound oh. like, you know, even though I do this, it's because I'm educated and connected and spiritual. Oh. Stop. Bro. But wait, but wait. You more. want attention. and There's more. Which is to demonize any African tradition, uh, which is to see oh anything that is black as negative, um, as well as the disrespect towards women. The thing with the white gaze is it is predominantly uh, dictated by the patriarchy, okay? White supremacy and patriarchy are really running rampant, and a lot of people have subconsciously taken on that energy. And that is something that we are going to unpack today. Let's talk about it. So she talks a lot about the white gaze, Right, G A Z E. I was telling it yeah. to, I was telling it to Renita. I'm sorry, man. I got put you there. She's like, oh, the gays. Oh, yeah. She she's with them too. I was like, no, no, not the gay people. Like, there's nothing wrong. But look, no, the gays, white gays. Well, so G A Z E. So basically, what the white gays is, whether white or non-white, you see things from a European pr- perspective, and so. And for the white people, they see it as in a European perspective, and they're judging it. For black people. If you have the white gaze, if you suffer from the white gaze, that means that when you see something that seems to be so-called out of line, your first thought is, oh, man, what is white people going to think about us? So that's she's saying that people that watched that video. So people like myself mm-hmm. watch watch her video and watch her twerk on Washington for MLK Day or whatever. And I was offended or I was triggered by it. I'm suffering from having a white gaze and I am. I have work to do and I'm not healed and there's trauma that I need to deal with. You you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's definitely, it's a very poor attempt at at, uh, like a a mind game or what's the... Intellectualizing it? Yeah, or trying like reverse psychology. You Mm. know what I mean? Like you're just not woke enough to see the art and beauty and spirituality of this. I'm that's even, basically what. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what she said. She did, she said yeah. it in a more intellectual way, but that's yeah. what she was getting. That's at. what she was getting. And my, my thing, like, I'm not even trying to demonize it. My thing is just be honest about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It ain't shit spiritual. Like you're not doing this to incite. You know, like, stop. Just stop. You shaking your ass for attention. Mm. You think you're good at it. Mm. You know, I've seen better, but you're you're happy <laughs> doing it. You know what I mean? So just 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 do what you do and and be cool with it. Like it ain't gotta. 
everybody want to big themselves up like they're doing something revolutionary. It's okay that you're not. Like, but she could be. That's that's the thing. And I'm, I'm going to get to that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let her speak a little bit more. So, a little bit more. Okay. So I think for some of you, when you watched twerk on Washington, you saw the presence of a dark skinned black woman, mm-hmm. her body mm-hmm. twerking, and you immediately were triggered into some of those ancestral traumas that bring up embarrassment and shame. And we are going to work to break through those things right now. Okay? Because that is not... So, ancestral trauma was coming up. (laughs) (laughs) When I see her shake her bottom. (laughs) As flat as it was, I I was suffering from (laughs) ancestral trauma, right? It had to be. That, That must be what it was, you know? Because look, this this is what I'm getting at, bro. Kind of like what I was saying to you earlier. I found myself sounding, feeling like, and sounding like an old man. You know, like the like I said, the the younger cast um, that I've had on the show, friends of the show, or mm-hmm. just um, other other folks that I interact with on IG that are younger. They don't see a, a big deal with it. And it's just like, man, I could I could come in here and attempt to constructively criticize her and, and what she's doing and what her twerk theory is all about. I could do that, but what's the value in that? Because what if what if I'm on the wrong side of history and what does that even mean though? Yeah, I don't know what that Because you know, when we think about the older generation, like our parents' age and when they came across Snoop Dogg, Snoop Diggity Dogg, and N.W.A. and all of them cats, um, Biggie and Tupac. When they heard that music, I feel like I'm talking about her twerking the way that they talked about our heroes rapping. You, you, you see what I'm saying? P- potentially, I don't know if, if what her twerk theory and just twerking, twerking your way to freedom and twerking yourself out of white supremacy. I don't know if that's going to be a thing moving forward. And <laughs> you you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I, I, a couple things. I would, I hope you're using that term hero very lightly. Who you, you said our heroes like that. for black culture for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no. I'm, that's not lightly. That's like for real, for real. All right, I, I, people really put you know rappers on the pedestal. We can't do that. Come on, don't, I know they like, do. I, I mean, don't like the they don't do that, bro. I know they do. Tupac raised Tupac can beat you raised some people. <laughs> right, like, I'm see- were on. they really on the wrong side of history? Like the the adults the at, at that time that were you know seeing the negative vibes and energy that was being put out. Cause I mean, honestly, like, I'm just, I'm not gonna front like I don't listen to a lot of the music and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But not everybody, you know, was raised a certain way where they can listen to something objectively and not try and exude that energy out and about. Mm. I mean, there's been so many like, you know. Beatings, robberies, killings to like this these same like it's like the soundtrack for how some niggas try and live. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's the truth. Like I'm not this is not to say that it's necessarily a rapper's uh, uh pri- or priority or obligation to to raise everybody's children who who listen to them. But And that's not the intent. Either, yeah, but. yeah. But I'm just saying like it is what it is. So I I personally in this stage of my life don't really feel like the adults who are Demonizing that back then are on the wrong side of history, in my opinion. You know, I understand their their. But what I'm saying concerns. is, what did they produce? Because they didn't they didn't produce anything from them being the wise old criticizing, regardless of how constructive it Some was or not. 
Some, what what did they produce and how did they make things go right? Because that was one thing that my guy Oliver was was telling me, um, and he he was saying like, you can you can criticize it, but like honestly, if it don't directly affect you, you speaking up on it is like it's almost useless. You know what I mean? Like unless she's saying something about me and, and what I truly believe and what I you know hold firm, like why even? chime in on it anyway i was like dang you kind of right bro like it, it, this, this might affect my kids but it's really not affecting me that's true that's true but i mean to just keep it a buck i mean our kids are the only ones we're directly responsible for you know what i mean yeah that's why excuse me i don't that's why i don't see so much a problem with i i side with some of the young youngins when it comes to like oh it's not that big a deal it's not that big because it's, it's not my daughter. <laughs> like mm. it's not uh, no kin to me. Like mm-hmm. as long as we raise ours up, right? I mean, you know, we watch that from afar and oh, okay, wow, look at that. Okay, yeah, never be that. Now let's go over here to, to where we're doing. <laughs> it is what it is, right? <laughs> like, like I don't, I don't really get uh-huh. emotionally attached to it. To me, like I, I'm just kind of out of that whole. And I may be wrong for this, but like I don't know. Like I, I, I have what I guess so called racial pride, but at the same time, like, I feel like. So many of us have so many different ideologies, and, and there's so many different influences out there that it's kind of hard to act like we're all on on one accord. Like we have to find some sort of uniform, you know, code of ethics that all of us are going to be on board with. That's just not. Yeah, that, it's not realistic. that ship has sailed, bro. Yeah, it's not realistic. So I'm not really to that point. I, I wouldn't really put it upon myself to be trying to tell people, oh, you know, you shouldn't do you just, you know, she's kind of somebody like her is too far gone, you know. But is she though? Yeah, like there's no coming back. She's she's gonna do that. She'll she'll be wise and 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 you know maybe speak to how maybe this isn't the best way to do this when she can no longer physically do that. But I don't I don't think so. This is this is what I noticed because I watched three hours of her talking about it. And um, first, I thought you said three hours of her truck. I'm like, no, damn, bro, no. How did she do that? And nah, why did you nah, no. Nah. <laughs> Barely sit through that. That joint I sent you. That was that was a struggle. I'm like, yeah. what is she doing? That's sad. Yeah. But um, if there's any sort of embarrassment, it's not ancestral, whatever ancestral trauma. Yeah, yeah, it's more so just embarrassed for her. Like, damn, like you really just did that. Like you're struggling out there. Like you know what I mean? It's almost like. <laughs> It's like watching somebody sing the national anthem who's horrible, like, in front of a crowd. Or, like, if you're watching a play and they're forgetting the words yeah. and they just look awkward out there and everyone's yeah. staring at you. Like, I just felt bad for her. Like, damn, like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, I don't know. Yeah, bro. But I, but I, I think that she's not far gone. I feel like, you know, if you listen to more of her content, she's she has gone through something. And she's going through something. So I feel like when I was watching it, I identify with her. That's that's why it got me thinking. And now let, let me yeah. <laughs> let me explain but, that, bro. Please do. Please let me do. explain okay. that. So when I started twerking, no, oh my God. bro. Oh, in 2016, I, oh, I wasn't just starting a podcast. I, I was actually starting a twerk team too. No. I knew it was coming. <laughs> so when I started the podcast, I was on a journey. A personal journey. Like, this podcast means more than just starting a business. This was literally a personal journey for me. And so, as I was on my journey, I was, I had my doubts about my faith and what it, like, the doctrine of it. Like, not not if a God exists, but, like, is what I believe really true? 
And if it is, I have to test it out. I can't keep telling people that I have the truth. I can't keep feeling so confident on something that is not battle tested. Like in in the streets, like getting in front of people, talking to people that are experts in this, experts in that. You know, they're part of this religion, they're part of this faith, they're atheists, they're agnostic, whatever. You have a great amount of knowledge on whatever. So I need to test it. So, but as I'm going through my journey of trying to prove to myself that this is right or trying to answer the questions like I'm hurt and I'm asking those questions and I'm doing this these activities because I have certain doubts or I have certain things that have happened to me and so it's like as I'm trying to persuade somebody I'm persuading them from a place of being unsure and from a place of confusion and and hurt I think that she's gone through some things if you listen to her talk for at least one one hour, let alone three hour, she uses the term white gaze, I would say at least 40 times. And so I feel like she's been through something where that white gaze has hurt her. Like she really thought that she was cool with somebody or this guy really liked me for who I was, but it was just him. He just wanted me for my body. And he just seen my body and he wanted my body and he just seen me as a sexual tool or she had a friendship or a relationship with somebody. Um, maybe, maybe it was a girl and and she just seen me as this or I was judged for this. And so now and she talks about liberation and trauma and getting free and all that type of stuff. And so I feel like she's going through something and as she's going through it, she's creating a theory. She's creating like she's creating this cocoon of feeling safe while going through whatever she's going through. So you feel like maybe like Brad introduced her to his parents and then she never saw him again. Potentially. Okay. Potentially. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's I don't know, like I maybe she's been through something. It's possible. I, I don't know her life. And obviously you watched a, a lot more of her uh, talking than I did. So. There could be something to that, but in in my heart of hearts, I feel like you're giving her too much credit. No, but look, like, I, it could easily have been said. It can easily be said that she's too gone, she's too far gone. It could easily have been said about me. If I met me or someone just like me five years ago, I would have said that about me. But here's here's the thing. Here's here's what I noticed to be the difference. You are on whatever journey you're on, mm-hmm. seeking you know, your own understanding, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that she's necessarily seeking under understanding while twerking in front of people. She's doing that because she enjoys the attention. Potentially. You know I mean? Potentially, yeah. Like, if it's like, you would be doing what you're doing regardless of who's watching, right? I doubt that she just wakes up in the morning and twerks to herself with nobody around unless she's practicing to be able to perform in front of people. But you do that because you want... I think it's a part of her cardio. It, I, it could be, but like when you go, you have a whole function where you twerk for 10 minutes and then try and say some allegedly deep things afterwards to try and bring it all full circle. Like, you're and doing for, this and for, for context, y'all. Y'all, there is a 10 minute video of her twerking. Um, she made a video called Twerk Till Exhaustion in yeah. 2017, and it was like a performance piece. And she, but she twerked for like seven seven and a half minutes and then she kind of yeah. stopped and oh, yeah. I put it in, on my um, story but um, and I'll, I'll actually put the link in the show notes so you guys can watch that video 
But yeah, she was twerking for ten minutes, and it, it looked really bad. It was terrible. Yeah, and she might be on the journey, but I just don't give too much credence to like. I mean, you're obviously doing that for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, let's just not act like it's not always more than what meets the eye. Like, you want everybody to look at you, so this is what you're doing. Like, yeah. this is the way you feel that that you can get attention. This is how you feel. Uh, this, you like the gratification that comes from that. So, but what, like, what is the what what can we take away from this though you know because whether she likes the attention or not she's doing this get your booty to the pole worked black lives matter an, an extremely no matter if you agree with them or not they are extremely influential in today's society and so they're pushing this they have accepted this and they're broadcasting this to the world and to their followers and so their followers are going to agree with whatever they put out there regardless just because, yo, I rock with Alicia, I rock with Patrice, and I forgot the other young lady's uh, name, but I rock with them, so whatever they're on, I'm on. So so what so what do we what do we do moving forward? Like to me it, all right, it's kind of a loaded question. If if what do we do moving forward is if you're asking that in 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 you know, pursuit of some sort of um, alternative, like like, what can we do to combat that? Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And no, not we, not to combat it, but like, but but or or is it like, how do we coexist in a world where this is now the norm or this is accepted? I kind of look at it like, if I found out that all of my people started eating mice, like if it's just it was the lick, like somebody mm-hmm. said it was good, like mm-hmm. chitlins, you know, I'm like, bro, like you ain't lived until you. We wouldn't like my family wouldn't like so. As for me and my house, as for me and my house, we doing what we you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, that's why it's kind of like I just I don't know like I don't think that deep about it no more. I'm not trying to like uh, yeah I'm gonna speak truth you know for those that are listening and 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 understand. But I'm not really into the whole like people are gonna do what they want to do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I'm, it's not really that I'm not stressed about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as <laughs> I got enough sense and wisdom to impart upon my own then that that's more what I'm concerned about. Like, that's going to be there. <laughs> that's going to be, and it's going to get more and more. Like, she's galvanized by the whole, you know, spirit of Black Lives Matter and all that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, now how many protests we done watch where they're literally twerking in front of the police, like, yeah. in the name of justice and justice for, for black men being gunned down with the police, allegedly. Right. Yeah. Like, like this is just the culture. It's what, you know, so-called culture. That's what they do, you know. Mm-hmm. It's what the kids are doing. As long as we teach our kids not to, like, <laughs> it should be, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Dang, bro. I just feel so old. I feel so old. Just like, look at these kids out here, man. What the, look, man. You know, it's just one of them. I don't necessarily feel oh I feel like well, I, I see why you would say that though yeah. and, and there is some of that but I feel like I don't know I kind of feel like aside from being the only not being the only person on mm-hmm. earth or whatever or whatever I feel like Will Smith and I am legend you know what I mean <laughs> but like all the younger generation are these freaking like <laughs> something's wrong with y'all niggas like you just you don't see what you're doing you can't view yourself and if you can you just don't care mm. <laughs> And Will Smith, the whole movie is like, not only am I trying to live, I'm not going to become you. Mm. <laughs> you get? I'm going to fight to the death to never be you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying it from a point of like being above nobody. I'm just saying like we see the culture and the way it's moving, mm-hmm. and we just realize that yo, man, we gonna move this way. We gonna move yeah. a different way. You know what I mean? 
And I knew it was coming to anytime you look, anytime you hear one of these modern women say, "Uh oh, you know." The patriarchy, like that's when you just you know, bro. That you can you can stop listening at that point. You realize she has nothing to offer. Like, like, I'm just I'm just be honest, man. I'm just bro. Like when they start, cause the patriarchy, bro. Like, oh man, it's weird. We live in a society like where women, especially like, (laughs) I don't even want to go down that road. But like, like it's like let's not let's not let's let's keep it as constructive as possible. Because because there's not a woman here. To defend that side, so it's just it's a it's an unfair conversation. It's it's, it's, it's imbalanced, it's undefensible. It's indefensible. Nah, like, it's, it's, like, it's it's imbalanced. Well, I, I guess my question is this, and to the the real women out there oh, that are man. listening, I, I just wonder like, <laughs> there's an expectation for men to be men, right? No, there's not. Nope. How is there not? Nope. Everything is fluid, and everything is a spectrum right now. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious, bro. You laughing, but literally, things are different, bro. Like, you're old, and and that and that ideology. You are an old man, bro. What do you mean, bro? Men like, be men, and women. You can't say I mean, you can't say that, but like that's old, bro. No, but like, like moving forward, there's still that thought pattern is done. It's a wrap. There's still some truth. I don't care. Like what? Listen, look. It's a spectrum, bro. It's not a spectrum if, bro. You can be gender non-conforming. And you don't have to. You don't have to conform to society. Okay. Standards, bro. Regardless of what you conform to, or what you call yourself, if there is a man and a woman, and mm-hmm. you hear a loud noise outside, the man is never going to be the one saying, "Baby, go see what it is. I'll stay here with the kids." That's just not something that that, that people do. Uh, and it's the expectations that the man is going to protect this woman. Is it not? As far as me and my house, no. I'm getting up and I'm getting a strap. Absolutely. However. That's not uniform because everything is on a spectrum now. Okay, but like, what, what does that mean? I don't. I, I just, I just, it just means that things are different, and you're talking about some old fashioned value. Like that's old fashioned. But how we in our thirties? But that's okay, that okay. ideology. Well, tell me this: if that ideology is so old, then why do I hear so many of our beautiful black Nubian queens mm-hmm. out here? Saying things and, and, and like pushing this rhetoric that, well, you know, how come black men aren't here on the front lines defending us as black women? How come we don't have support from black men? Why is hey. it just the, the women on the front lines? Hey. Not the, if you're trying to destroy patriarchy, what the hell do you need black men protecting you for? Because that's patriarchal. That is a contradiction. But look, so I mean, I'm not, just, I, I, I'm, I, all, all I'm going to say is I, this is why it just strikes me. It strikes a chord when I hear a woman say it because it just I know like I, I know like, it's tough. And yeah. but we need we need a woman. We need a black woman. Absolutely. Here to be able to defend this, because at this point we can't. There's nothing that we can say. I just pose a question. I, I feel I, you. I, you know, it's, I feel you. You don't want patriarchy, but you're mad that we're not defending you allegedly. But but all right. That's cool. But let's change gears real quick. Let's change gears real quick, man. That was that was. I think we hit that one on the head as far as as much as we could. I didn't mean to rant. She's just she's no. Not, I, she's not deep, right? I she's feel not you, deep. bro. And I, and I, feel I hate you. like we we put these you know think pieces up here and this modern generation like this would get mad retweets, all type of comments and yes, sis. Like no, she's not saying shit. <laughs> like she's not saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that. She's probably a, a, a nice young woman, right? Mm-hmm. There's no nothing but like. Word. It's like since everybody has a microphone now, like everyone's voice is validated. 
True. You know what I mean? Like, even if you have for better, nothing for to worse, say. It's, that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of voices out there with a lot to say, with yeah. some insight. But even those that are not insightful at all, like, it's like society makes them feel like they are. <laughs> I don't know, bro. She might have she put you on some game. Yeah, perhaps, man. Maybe you know? it's, you know, what she call it again? Torque theory. No, not that. It's um, ancestral trauma. Oh, yeah. Man, ancestral trauma, yeah. The reason why I think 90% of what she says is utter bullshit. <laughs> like... It's the ancestral, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about. <laughs> oh, man, that's too funny. That what are these white funny. people going to think about me if I adhere to your dumb shit? You know, <laughs> like, like, that's what it is, bro. I need to grow up. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially, man. Model, you might have to, bro. You might have to do some soul searching. Look deep within hey. and see what's going on. Mm. You know. <laughs> but changing mm. gears real quick, man. Um, it's 2021. We are in an age of technology and information and access that we have not been in in quite some time, or, or, or ever, ever, I would ever, say, yeah. uh, especially in America. Um, there are so many of my peers, mm-hmm. yourself included, that are into investing and thinking in the future. It's like black people have finally gotten out of this stage of survival where we just think, oh, I'm, I'm dead at 18 or I'm dead at 21 or I don't, I don't see no future for myself because there's no opportunities. There are opportunities and with the internet and with the stock market opening up where you could just invest on your phone. Yeah. Like we have, and, 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 and uh, when it comes to applying for real estate, um, trying to get a, a loan, you can just go online. You don't got to go to a bank and get rejected because somebody's profiling you. Um, so we have access to so many financial vehicles and a lot of folks is getting stuff together, bro. Tell me about, you know, what you're doing and, and the, the plans that you have for your family, you know, financially with the with the investments and the vehicles that you're using right now. Uh, I'll be honest, like we're not, you know, we're still, you know, learning in some aspects, mm-hmm. but I do partake in, in day trading, like using Forex and, and, and this and that. So, um I know some people have <laughs> certain opinions about it, Word. Um, but it's been, you know, it's good for us and it, it works. I think the, ultimately, though, in my humble opinion, there's people that are obviously, you know, much deeper in it than, than I am and have more weight in the game and been doing it longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we talked about before, too, as long as you're doing something with your money as opposed to just letting it sit right. in a standard savings account, then I think that's that's the start. That's where it's at. You that's know. It. Uh, obviously, you want to work to, you know, try and create as many streams of income as you can mm-hmm. and do everything you can to be frugal. Like people don't realize you can you can, you know, invest for the future and and live a, a comfortable lifestyle by just minimizing what you have to give out. You know what I'm saying? And maximizing what, what, what yeah, you're going to lowering expenses. For exactly. Real. So mm-hmm. a, a lot of it is that and just being frugal and being um, aware, cognitive of where you're spending money and where you don't need to spend money. Um, and just really just having a plan. Don't don't trust that, you know, don't just accept that 0.000005% interest <laughs> that is going to come for you letting your money sit in an account, you know. Yeah. Get out there and be proactive. And sometimes it's trial and error. Like, you just kind of learn what works for you, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm on the same tip, man. Been, uh, I've been dabbling in the, in the stock market for, for a while now. 2015, 2016-ish. Really, yeah, 2015. And, uh, man, I've been up. And I've been down, and then I basically would just end up breaking even with the patterns that I was that I was going about my investing. But what I've 
what I've learned is that if with with my style, if I just would have held on, if I wouldn't have reacted in the moment to the volatility, if I just would have held on to any of the companies that I had, whether it's Shopify or Square, um, a few a few oil and gas companies, like if I just would have held on for at least five years, I'm up up. Yeah. Right. And so it's just like wow. All I had to do was just set it and forget it, bro. Yeah. That's it. I, I mean, but, you know, to, to your credit, though, it is somewhat of a a gamble, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like you never really know. Like, I mean, as the saying goes, hindsight is twenty twenty. For you sure. Know? Like, we always, easy to look back and say, dang, if I would have just done that. Yeah. But, I mean, how many people have invested in a startup, everything looked good on paper, mm-hmm. and they kept the money there, and it didn't go nowhere for five or ten years? I mean, that happens to, that, that probably happens more than the other way around. It, it just in the stock market no bro the stock market is like proven to gain over time like it all yeah. the stock market always wins even with dips like you look i'm talking about like on a 10 20 year app like the stock market always wins bro. but there are times where something has been projected to be something that it didn't pan out to be true true yeah, yeah but i would say like more often than not it, it has a it has a higher success ratio than we and we know because no one has educated us on this. And so we all have to do it on our own. Yeah. And a lot of times it's trial and error. Um, well, that's the big thing, too. We talked a lot about, you know, you know, the future and, and as it deals with culture and, you know, yeah. the atmosphere and all that. I think that's the, the main thing which you just touched on right now, making sure that we give all of this knowledge and, and um, understanding to our to our future generations, our children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. teach, teach them the things that that we weren't taught and that's no slight against our, our parents they were doing you know what they were taught to do and teaching mm-hmm. us probably what they were taught to teach us but mm-hmm. we just as a generation as a our generation we got to learn how to work smarter not harder mm-hmm. and teach our children the same thing yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like what i would give to have somebody teaching me at age 12 how important credit is uh, you know compound interest and all these different things that yeah. are going to be so relevant to you if, just a few years later but yeah, not yeah. only teaching it but Doing it and ha- yeah, setting you up exactly. And so that's that's the mode yeah. that me and my family are getting in right now. So absolutely, you know, with my with my immediate family, so my parents, their household, uh, me and my wife's household, my, and both my sisters. So we're all putting money in the pot. Um, me and my dad just set up a joint account through Merrill Lynch, and um, I set up a tentatively set up a hundred twenty year plan. We already have three properties within the family. And then as we put our money in $100 a month, and we're, we'll increase that over time, but $100 mm-hmm. a month, um, you know, the plan is to have 20 properties in the family within 120 years. And uh, But, like, it could easily exceed that based upon how well we do with our investing. Because I'm just talking about just raw money going in, not the interest that we're getting, not the dividends, not the, you know, gains that we get on whatever, whatever capital gains that we get yeah. um, on our investment properties. And so... You know, after two years with no investing, we'll be at like ninety six hundred. But like with investing, we should be at eleven, twelve thousand. You know dope. what I mean? And so, and that could be, and then we and and we could buy two years, step that up from a hundred to a hundred fifty or two hundred. Yeah. Like we can, we can easily stack up and start buying properties Absolutely. or investing in whatever whatever is popping at that time. Like we have the ability to hop in. Yeah. And not have to like, all right, y'all, let's get some money. And no, the money's together. Yeah, that's and so and so we build it, we show it, we create a family trust, 
and so that all the properties and all these assets go into the trust so even if one person passes or even one person whatever the money is in the trust so it's not going to be taken by the government it's not going to it's not going to affect um estate taxes and all that type of stuff like when people die so it's going to be protected and we show it and we show our kids this is how you take care of each other and now there's at least one two three houses in the family that's paid for taken care of we've written this out it's paid off now you, now my grandkids and my great grandkids when they grow up they have somewhere to stay their main their their housing is taken care of and so now that they don't have to when they turn 18 or 22 they have to work some job that they don't want to work just to survive to not be able to actually follow their passion in life until they're 30 or 40 because i just had to get on my feet yeah you good you're on your feet now do what you love and continue to build and continue to take care of your you know future generation so that's dope man. yeah man that's that's what we on and and um i'm i know that like other people i started having these conversations like oh yeah i'm doing that too or, oh yeah we do. so it's like other people are already on this type of time and it's just like kind of a i don't know just a coming of age of knowing what we have all this information all this education and now strategizing to take care of future generations bro. that's what's up man yeah. that's dope i mean it, and the more you put that in perspective it just kind of brings light to the fact that uh, i feel like poverty is is not only is it a condition but it's more of a, a mind state mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the fact that like you guys are on point saying that we're gonna practice group economics and there's no way that all of us collectively are gonna fail if we have one goal exactly <laughs> you there's know no I mean? way we're too educated we all got jobs in some capacity yeah. and a hundred dollars a month is not a lot of, a lot, yeah. a lot of money and so we can all do that even if we wasn't working like we can scrounge up a hundred dollars a month yeah you know what i mean so and at a certain point like you said you could you know who knows three years from now you guys might have it to the point where you could give two among the we know who knows but like yeah. the fact that you you have a starting point i think that's dope man and that's yeah. a model that um a lot of us you know should follow as a people that should be something that we're you know just teaching one another to do bro getting out of like us setting up our future generations to get out of poverty and not have zero net worth <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the the path is so attainable. Yeah. It is so attainable and we make oh we need to vote for this person and oh we need the government to do this. You really at this point you don't you really don't. It would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice that all this work that we've been doing and what our ancestors have done in the past, it would be nice to be, you know, properly compensated for all of that. But even if we're not properly compensated, even if we don't get um reparations or whatever the case might be, Getting out of power and setting ourselves up and having a family account or doing all, all of this is attainable, bro. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of it, too, and we, we, we touched on this when we spoke uh, on the phone about it, too, but um, so many of us just have this mentality ingrained in us, uh, men and women, I guess I was trying to decide, um, but just as a culture, um, well, we are too busy trying to compete with one another mm. as opposed to, like, building with one another it's a fact. <laughs> you know what i mean That's like we too busy either trying to keep up with the joneses or if they got this i gotta prove that i got it mm-hmm. or, or if they got this i'm gonna prove that i'm outdoing them as opposed to like like let's put our minds and our resources together and do something bigger yeah. together we can build something bigger together than any of us can do trying mm-hmm. to stunt on one another yeah <laughs> building I mean? you know and going that long route it's just not appealing it's not sexy it's not popping it's not whatever and so because it's not we not into that oh yeah I just think man so many like think about all the families that 
scrounge up as much money as they can to try and put their children through college. If they are like, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm sure people nah, can speak learn, on it, bro. learn what you can from college. Anybody that had a good experience there and feel that it bring value to your life, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. But I'm just, from a logical standpoint, I'm thinking like, what could have been done with all that money if they put it together and keep it in the family and find a way to invest with it? I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Cause you go to college, like you, you go to you, college, you save up all this money. You you mm-hmm. put you put eighty thousand yeah. dollars into H or X university, and then only for your kid to get out and make forty five thousand dollars. Exactly, and like you eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. How much that would increase over time? Like oh, in yeah. in four years, what that would oh, do yeah. in the market? <laughs> there, there's some sort of stat I, I saw that it said like, you know, of the 50% of people that actually finish their four years of college, mm-hmm. um, 50% of them end up defaulting on their loans right. within the first 10 years or something like that. Like, so I'm just saying, like, when you look at it, like, sure, there's like a small 16 or 15 to 25% of people that win with it. It just worked. Right, they right. got out, did the years, they got the good job. But, I mean, real talk, like, I don't think that that system or that model was necessarily made for us. Not, not that any of us can, you know, can't prosper with it, but I, I just feel like, like you said, 80 grand like how many down payments is that in the right areas with the yeah, right properties you put down bro? 80 grand but your but your kid is making 45,000 a year and living in an apartment like they literally could have had a house yeah and, bro. and what they will be paying on their mortgage if you put 20,000 down on the house and you don't got no PMI private mortgage insurance like what they're paying on their mortgage they could be paying less than what they're paying in rent yeah. oh yeah <laughs> but no we invested that in college but what that what would that 80,000 do and its own index fund in five or ten years. Come on, man. I mean, just like, bro. <laughs> but we giving it to people that are supposedly going to teach us or give us a fancy little pay- piece of paper and, and, you know, hopefully increase their earning potential that they're probably never going to max out for another 10, 15 years. Yeah. And hopefully their student loan is paid out. I mean, it's just, to me, it's trash. But yeah, it's, a, it's a nasty you know. game, bro. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we have so much access to information now. College is definitely over it's it's always been overpriced but now it's like wildly overpriced because all the stuff that they're teaching you man it's outdated anyway like you can get real-time information and you can get private courses that are going to give you much better information from people that are actually doing it not just some teacher that was given a book to teach you out of that did that did case studies from five ten years ago (laughs) you know so yeah i mean all of the so-called education system not that there's some things you can't learn that are of value i think it's important you know to learn how to you know navigate efficiently through the english vernacular and and learn how to you know speak well and understand Mm -hmm. grammar and all that mathematics and science to some degree oh that's cool but like so much of what our kids even learn in school is just indoctrination bro it is (laughs) you know what i mean it's bad bro like we still celebrate columbus day like i'm I'm just saying like (laughs) let's be real bro like what what are we really teaching kids bro like lies so they ain't trying to teach us how to actually win like if they really if they really really wanted you know especially so-called black children to win why wouldn't they be teaching our children about Finance and the stock market mm-hmm. and credit and all these things at an early age. Right. They don't want us to win. They want us to, you know, be the meals and, you know, you got to work hard and just, you know what I'm saying, just have faith in it. They're like, bro, like, no one's teaching us how to win. We got to teach ourselves and our children, bro. And I'm not, oh, you know, man. denouncing the, the importance of faith. You understand where I'm coming from. But I'm just saying, nah, like, we're, we're taught to have faith and no action and just do what we've been told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Because so. that was going to keep you alive. But some of the things mm-hmm. that, that kept you alive or that kept us alive, like, 
all right, that's that's cool, but now we got to progress. And that's why I was saying, like, we don't have to be in that survival mentality yeah. now. Like, now we not, you know, we still under a system, white supremacy, racism, but we're not, it's not a, an imminent, as imminent of a threat as it used to be. Yeah. You know, and so um, all of our wildest dreams and our ancestors' wildest dreams are attainable. And now it comes down to us being um, disciplined and working together. And trusting each other, you know, or or finding the right trustworthy people. Oh, yeah. and bigging each other up too, man. Like yeah. I'm, mean, I'm just so much of, like how many times you know, like, or see somebody that like has a an insight towards something, mm-hmm. or they figure something out, but like they want to keep it for themselves because they don't want nobody around them to win. Like yeah. we got that mentality as people instead of like bringing each other up. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Yeah, bro, that's that's real. And that's one of the reasons why I created my course, you know, like, shameless plug, but, like, Know Your Enemy, The Evolution of Racism. It was, I'm teaching everything that I wanted to know, yeah. like, as an adult, as I seen the world just, like, whatever I thought America was mm-hmm. and whatever I thought Christianity was, when real-ish started happening, I was like, yo, there's something wrong with the things that I've been taught because everything that I'm taught the total opposite is happening. So why are we in this position? And so when I started doing research, I'm like, yo, we know what racism is. We experience it, but we don't know how it came and how it formed into what it is. Yeah. And for me, like once I learned how it came to this, came to this spot into this position, position, I'm like, oh, wow, it all makes sense. And so yeah. now that I'm not moving in confusion, like it's really like this life is not as hard as we make it out to be. And this whole racism white supremacy is not as heavy as it once was now that i know exactly what it is and how it formed and it's nothing new it's just something that's old that's just been remixed and recycled and it's grown into what it is now but yo it's it's defeatable you know what i mean and it's not even something that you have to go head on it's like you just need to have the knowledge and you you can strategize around it and all of the things that we want for our lives it's attainable yeah you know what i mean so that it's just like, bro, we're in a great spot right now. Absolutely. A great, a great position to win. But if we don't do anything, mm-hmm. um, if we don't strategize, if we don't get disciplined, we're going to get left behind. You know? So this is like, I feel like this generation is the generation that has to make it happen. Because when automation comes in and in 2030, 2035, when 60, 70, 80% of jobs that humans used to do are now <laughs> done by robots, if yeah. we don't have wealth accumulated, if we don't have knowledge, if we don't have those type of skills, we don't have that stuff, or just like, like I said, just the wealth and the, the assets, if we don't have that in place, man, it's going to be tough for yeah. us because we're always going to be at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to America and disproportionate outcomes and misrepresented and underserved and under whatever, all of that. Yeah. That's going to be us. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was real, and it was headed towards that direction a few years ago when I was at a McDonald's, which I don't often eat for the record. But (laughs) I was I was I was there and realized that you can go to a little kiosk thing or whatever it is, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you ain't got to speak to nobody. Like you just order all your. And they then like, just pick it up. They're like, can I help you? Like, nah, nah, you good. <laughs> I'm saying, like, like the employees literally don't need to right. be like, the only one who needs to be there is people making the pe- the the, uh, the burgers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's no one fact. has to talk to you. You can just, it's wild, man. Like, and, you know, to your point, bro, like, it's only going to get worse in that yeah. regard. Yeah, bro. You know. 
man. It's only gonna get worse. Yeah, man. But we gotta take advantage of the time, bro. Definitely. You know? So, with that being said, bro, this is a good, this is a good little talk, good little episode, man. Always. If I say so myself. Always, bro. Yeah, man. Any uh, any final words? Any final thoughts? When we covered a lot, bro. But any final jewels that you want to leave with the folks, man? Man, I put me on the spot, bro. I mean. I have nothing Just stay motivated You know what I mean Like on a serious note I feel like everything That we just ended with Is um Definitely pertinent information And um Just like you said Like we said Remembering that Poverty is more of a mindset Than anything else And that it's definitely Defeatable You know what I'm saying Yeah As is racism And all that And um Twerk for justice Too So Why did I know that. You was going <laughs> Oh man, we're gonna twerk our way to justice, man. That's that's something else. Who would have thought? Who would have thought it? Man. But yeah, y'all, once again, this is the Socks and Sandals Podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Holla at y'all next time. Grace and peace. Peace.